Welcome to a Record Roulette bonus episode. My name is Eamon O'Flynn. I'm joined by Nathan Smith and Sonia Walton. Normally, these bonus episodes are thematically related to our most recent episode, but our guest last week was Michael Simon, the creator of VH1 Storytellers. He has worked with some of the greatest artists of all time, including David Bowie, Elton John, Alanis Morissette, Stevie Nicks, and Tom Petty. It would be a massive missed opportunity if we didn't ask him about his experiences with these people. I've asked Michael to come prepared with short stories about three artists. It's time for stories from the VH1 Storyteller. Okay, Michael, who's the first artist? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to start with the first one, the first one, which is Ray Davies. Uh, so there wasn't a VH1 Storytellers, um, but there was Ray Davis going around uh, playing small venues, very small, with just a guitarist, and he would read from his um, uh, autobiography. This was 95, 96. And I went to see the show, and I thought, oh, this is great. We should, we should film this. And I went to Bill Flanagan, who was an executive producer at VH1, and I said, we should do this. We should film him. And I somehow convinced VH1 to let me shoot on actual film, on 16 millimeter film. Mm -hmm. That's why the first 20 of these are very dark when you look at them on YouTube. And uh, we shot Ray uh, with uh, three film cameras and like nine lights uh, in this little club in New York City, West Beth Theater. And he just did what he he did. But uh, a funny thing he said, if you look at any storytellers uh, since the first one, including all the ones they've done after I, I left, which I've never watched, and I hear it terrible. No, they're wonderful. Um, <laughs> and it, there's a little in the credit roll, there's inspired by Ray Davies. And he says in the first episode something about, oh, you know, um, they'll probably uh, patent this and tell me to, you know, screw off, fuck off. We kind of did, but not really. So he gets an inspiration by Ray Davis and every single VH1 uh, uh, storyteller. But it, it, when we, uh, and it's also uh, one thing about that first uh, uh, Ray Davis show, um, it was the only time I used footage to like roll in what we call B roll. Um, he was talking about the uh, video to the. Um, song come dancing it was telling a great story about how that was about how his sisters used to go to these clubs and they would have big bands and so forth and he then he said i was thinking about this character and we were in the edit room and we hadn't done any shows i said oh just you know roll in like five seconds of that of that video and we did that and we never again put any footage except what we what we filmed so there is a little tidbit for the storyteller uh, book, which will uh, not come out. Um, so uh, and what, what, I think what, what else about Ray? I, um, I remember we did, like, we never, we didn't do any, we ran out of film. And I wanted to do a, a, a couple of extra takes um, of whichever song, because, you know, with three film cameras here, you're, you're, you're losing film roles all the time, and we don't want to stop. And we ran, and I said to the uh, producer, I said, you know, let's, um, I want to do, he goes, you can't, there's no more film left. I go, okay, no more film left. So there were some imaginative edits uh, if you uh, watch watch that show. But it was, a, it was a really cool show. We did um, a couple of new songs and really just his massive kink, uh, kinks hits and told, these wonderful stories about them. And we also, another thing about that show, we 
didn't know how we wanted to come in because we wanted to distinguish ourselves as not like a concert series or a performance series, even though it was sort of a performance series. So we said, let's come in in the middle of a song. So we came in in the middle of Lola. And then we just did that for, for, for hereafter. The only time we didn't was when we did a live Elton John. I think we had to start from the top there because it was live and not shot on film. Um, oh, and this has nothing to do with the uh, storytellers you've asked for, but it was an Elvis Costello uh, <laughs> uh, storyteller, which was the third one. And sort of this thing about rolling out a film. So he's in the middle of doing a, a performing Veronica, which was a pretty big hit for him. And my editor is sort of in the background and he's frantically waving at him. And I'm just saying, fuck you, go away from me. I don't want you to correct him. Don't like get in, get in my grill here. And we, we get to, and they said, oh, you know, you ran out of film. You had like no film for like 20 seconds of that song. I go, oh, that's ridiculous. So they transfer the film. And sure enough, there was a big gap. So we had the audio. So I said, to the other, I don't know, just fake something, just do something. So he took like shots we didn't use from other performances and it's somehow, but I'm thinking, oh shit. And then the, um, I said, oh, you know, Elvis sent, you know, he watched the show and he sent some notes, I'm going great. And he goes, and he really loved how you did Veronica with all that psychedelic stuff. Nothing <laughs> 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 like film rolling out. Mm. Um, so uh, Stevie Nick, so Stevie, um, was about the uh i think like the second year but this time we were pretty established for what what we did um and stevie was you know was one of those people you just put on their mount rushmore you know canadians mount rushmore's where they have a bunch of american <laughs> got it we got uh, it yeah, i know our, our culture has I'll been completely dominated by your culture so we know everything <laughs> my my apologies um so you know there was there was like okay you know we're doing stevie nicks this is this is it's major. And Stevie has a very definitive visual presentation. Her advanced people came in and they had very specific ideas of where to put cameras, which made sense because, you know, they work with her all the time. They want to, you know, this angle is better. And of course, my DP is like fighting this. No, I'm not putting my camera there. I said, well, you know, it's not going to make a difference, you know. And it kind of became this like thing, like, and then I don't know what happened, but there was like this tension. And then she came in for rehearsal and like it dissipated and like it never came up again. Like everybody just got on this, like, oh, Stevie's singing. And like, well, it's just like, you know, she's telling the story about Landslide and now she's playing it. Like, oh, I don't even know if we have cameras, do we? It doesn't really matter when we put, we'll put them anywhere, anywhere you like. And she she had a um just a majesty about it and and, and I, I she actually was one of the um artists who some of them um you kind of were pulling the stories out a little more like they were fine playing it but like oh we it's called storytelling you have to actually speak here stevie was just like it was almost the opposite i mean you knew she would do songs but you like how, how long could i talk about this so you just talk about it and she wanted can I get questions from the audience? And I said, yeah, I don't think we had done that to that point. We had to certain shows afterwards, uh, but she really wanted that. She wanted that, that intimacy with, with the fans. So that was, that was a pretty cool uh, mm -hmm. filming. Um, and then uh, who is the other one you guys want? Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Okay. So when people ask me, what was your favorite storyteller? 
Um, I can't, it's like, what are your favorite children? Well, <laughs> our favorite dogs. It's it's actually the other one I like this one. But sorry, podcast <laughs> world. But um, the, Willie and Johnny were going back to that Mount Rushmore. It was just the two of them in the center, surrounded by audience with these big painted backdrops, with like sort of a distorted American flag, and they just sat there and played and talked and. It, it, it was again, it was, it was this like magical thing, and there was a shot from the side of, of their two faces. And now I've used this analogy three times back to this Mount Rushmore thing. It was just Johnny's face and <laughs> Willie's face, and it was, it was it was absolutely a wonderful taping. There was a I remember at one point um, they had a little tables in front of them, and both of them, you know, don't drain. They had like orange juice and water and something else, and I think. Willie said, well, what, well, let's do that reputation, Johnny said, well, at least if we keep wearing black. And they were just <laughs> magnificent. And about three months later, and, and unbeknownst to me, Johnny was, his health was starting to fail. And about three months later, I was vacationing with my men, very young children. I think my son was a four-month-old and my daughter maybe two, two and a half. And we were in Jamaica. And... I see Johnny and June Cash at a table. So I go over, you know, I'm still a little like, I'm just gonna walk over to Johnny Cash and I reintroduce <laughs> myself. And he, he said, sit down. And they would tell me how uh, how proud they were of that show with Willie. And I'm just like, oh, oh I'm, I could die now, right right here in the sands of, of Jamaica. And then, and then uh, my, my wife comes over and we're talking and they, Said, well, why don't you come over? This is right before Christmas. Why don't you come over for dinner some night? And we're like, and, and meanwhile, we have like a screaming infant and a two-year-old, like who's you know <laughs> complaining about what whatever pail she has. And we're like, um, every part of us like, of course. I mean, there's nothing like literally in the world we'd rather do that. But I'm thinking, is this like a real invite or is this like? And so, like, of course. And then. We didn't wind up going to dinner, which I regret to this day. But we did see them again, and they were they were lovely. And that is, I think, the, in the purest form of what storytellers was, which was just artists really, um, in a very intimate setting, talking about what a song, not just the process of how they wrote it, but what it meant to them, the time they mm -hmm. wrote it, what it meant now, and how they looked at it. And then just playing it, usually in, in, in stripped-down sort of... Um, arrangement. So yeah, those are three, three great shows. Do you have a story about meeting a famous musician? Tell us all about it on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at our music pod. Oh, and don't forget to listen to all of our other episodes. You can find them on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts or listen at recordroulettepodcast.com. Music in this episode is from Lemon Music Studio. Thanks for tuning in to Record Roulette. Until the next spin, goodbye.